Ahoy hoy, all you delightful little ragamuffins. I'm John Miller, and this is Everybody Trades. You know what? As I watch the news, read the news, follow social media, I gotta say, the mainstream media, I'm starting to wonder. By mainstream, I'm talking, you know, ABC, NBC, New York Times, all that good stuff. The trustworthy ones, right? He said sarcastically. But it really seems like their primary purpose is just to induce, what, panic, fear, lack of certainty in ourselves and our own individual actions. I mean, really, the the amount of information, and I use information a little bit lightly here, the information flow about the coronavirus has been truly astonishingly bad by the mainstream media. And I'll tell you, Dr. Drew, I, I should have probably cut his soundbite, but you've probably heard it. You can find it easily on the internet. You know, Drew is saying that medical professionals like himself need to take the coronavirus seriously and they need to be very aware of what's going on. But in terms of the public, in terms of the mass media, he's 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 begging the mass media to just stop reporting every little piece of news flow, quote unquote, that that comes across. Like for for instance, oh my God, there's there's somebody with the coronavirus who's been found in Northern California. Oh my God, a college has shut down for a day. Oh my God, March Madness. They might they might again might might play NCAA tournament games without people in the crowd. Oh, the NBA, well, they've got a, they're getting contingency plans in case and blah, 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 blah. Is there anything positive that is ever reported? Is there any context in any of these headlines? And honestly, the thing about context is, well, again, remember SARS, remember that whole, that whole scare from 15, 18 some odd years ago? Well, Obviously, some people did contract SARS. Yes, indeed, that is the fact. And indeed, some of them died. And for context, in fact, SARS, so far the death rate is much higher with SARS than it ever was for the coronavirus, especially in this country. At least at least that's my understanding. And again, I, I emphasize this is my understanding because guess what? I am just one man and I'm not a medical professional. So here's what I did. Well, I, I humbled myself. And I asked my wife, who happens to be a registered nurse, and I asked her, honey, I never call her honey, but for, for, the, for the example of this, why not? Honey, what do you think about this coronavirus? Do you, are you and any of your colleagues, especially your, your MDs, your surgeons, are these people panicking? And her answer was just quite simply, no, nobody at Boone Hospital is panicking. Well, guess what? If the medical professionals, if the people that I trust to open up my body with a pair of scissors and scalpels, well, not scissors, right? But you know you know what I'm getting at. The people I would trust to cut open my body and replace my internal organs or bones and stuff like that. You know what? If those people are not panicked, I'm not going to panic either. And well, last Thursday, just to recap, last Thursday I recorded my show at about 11 a.m. and I made the statement that I thought that while I was making it very clear that I wasn't calling a bottom, an exact bottom, in the stock market, by any stretch of the imagination, I was saying that it felt to me like we're closer to the bottom overall than we were the top. At least that was my humble opinion. 
And so far, well, in fact, a few days later, here we are, Wednesday, about 15 minutes before noon, and we are about $300 higher on the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Notice I said dollars and not points, because that is what it is. It's dollars. I don't know why people say points other than to confuse the general public, but I'm going with dollars. That's just one of my pet peeves. But I digress. And again, the reason I was guessing, and it is an educated guess, that we're probably closer to the bottom than not a few days ago, is based on a lot of history. And and on some of it is based on how far the market sold off during the SARS crisis, right? So comparing it to that, we've now had a significant sell-off. We've now had a significant amount of the of earnings discounted based on the coronavirus. So now it's all about a value proposition, right? Now it's a matter of, well, how much, how much are earnings of a given company, much less of the economy as a whole, but it's much, much easier to think of it in terms of given companies, right? Think of it in terms of an Apple, you know, a Starbucks, whoever it might be. I mean, frankly, there's a lot of companies like take Netflix or Spotify. I mean, the stay-at-home type stocks. Well, if anything, if there's corona panic, if anything, people are going to be watching more Netflix at home, not less. So not every stock, obviously, is going to be affected by it the same. Quite honestly, the type of stocks, if you're worried about corona, I actually did. I sold out of my Starbucks position. I did mention that. But again, anything that's in the restaurant, travel, leisure space, even autos to some extent, weirdly. I don't know. I've heard a lot of people say the autos might be under, you know, Kramer has made this point, Jim Kramer. And I'll go with him there. I got to admit, I'm I'm trying to add that one up. Is that a matter of, well, I don't want to go into public spaces, even auto dealerships? Is that the thing? But mainly focused to me on travel, leisure, restaurants. So what are we talking here? We're talking Chipotle. We're talking Marriott. We're talking the, the cruise lines, the airlines. Anything where massive groups must come together. Anything where people are handling your food. You know, that type of deal. That's maybe the type of thing that I would at least, I'm not saying I would just dump everything I had as I did in Starbucks necessarily on these type of stocks, but certainly if you have a gain, Nobody ever got hurt taking a profit, right? So take some profit, take something off the table, lower your risk, and put some gains in the bank. That's the conservative way of going about it. And it's certainly something that I do all the time as a stock trading pro. And by the way, getting back to the value proposition, it does have to be said, now as we're sitting here, we're up some $600, about 2.3% on the Dow intraday here. It does have to be said that with a Bernie Sanders nomination for the D, for the Democratic presidential candidate, boy, I didn't say that well. Maybe I should try that again. You guys know what I'm saying. Dem- Bernie Sanders is not going to be – it's less likely he's going to be the Democrat nominee for president is what I'm trying to say. Good Lord, easy for me to say, right? So with Bernie looking less likely to be the ne- next president with Biden – winning most of the most of the districts there in Super Tuesday. Well, that is a good thing for the stock market. At least in terms of bullish behavior. Because quite honestly, this is how the stock market perceives it, rightly or wrongly. And I think it's more right than wrong that Biden is a much more of a 
mainstream Democrat, whereas Bernie Sanders is going to be much more out there pushing for Medicare for all, pay for everybody's college, you know, all that kind of stuff. Stuff that's more radical than what Biden would propose. And quite honestly, the stock market doesn't, you know, it's telling us anytime Bernie has gone up in the polls, anytime it looks like Bernie is going to take the DNC nomination, well, the stocks have sold off. That's just all there is to it. And we saw that obvious pattern this morning with the the big bullish market that we have today. So all I'm trying to say is whether you like Bernie or not, the reality is, is the stock market is much more bullish with him out of the race. So again, that is one element of fear that has now been more or less relieved from the stock market. So that is a good that is a good thing if you're bullish on the market. Again, not trying to get too political here, although I'll tell you, I'm not a big Bernie Sanders guy, and I'll be voting for Jacob Hornberger in November. So that's where I am on that. But the point is, is not that. It's about where is the market going. And the reality is, while less Bernie Sanders might be bad for Larry David on SNL, I think it is good if you're long the stock market. All right, with that said, I think I'll wrap this one up quickly here today. Just wanted to provide another update with the market being rather volatile. Another huge update, a bunch of down, huge down days as well since we've talked. So, you know, I just thought it was interesting. We're kind of about, we're a little higher than where I was when we talked last time. So I just wanted to update you all and just say that, you know, quite honestly, after I posted that show, there was a part of me in the back of my mind, I didn't say it out loud, but I was going, boy, this one might come back to bite me a little bit. You know, what if what if this coronavirus thing does go crazy? What if it does spread like wildfire? And I've, I'm sitting here and I've given people horrible advice. But you know what? Quite frankly, here we are six days later. I've taken in a lot more information, a lot more logic and opinions, that sort of deal. Taking stock, no pun intended. And honestly, I feel just as comfortable, if not more so, that yes, indeed, the coronavirus is, it's a, it's not a good thing for the people who get it. I'm not saying it's a positive, but you know, this too shall pass is essentially what I'm saying. I mean, just think about all the things that America, the world has dealt with in our lifetimes. And yet here we are, the stock market basically hit all time highs, what, a couple, three weeks ago. And that's another thing. We're all such prisoners of the moment. And, boy, the media really is, too. And just the way they've reported this coronavirus stuff, it's all about, here's what the numbers are now. Here's what the death rates are now. And in these flashing numbers, you're supposed to extrapolate these numbers and just assume, well, nothing can ever change if this thing starts to spread. Well, the reality is, is people are dynamic. And the media constantly fails to account for dynamism and changes in people's behavior. And frankly, yes, the free market, free people who are motivated by profit getting in there and trying to solve problems. Yes, these numbers are going to change. These death rates are going to come down. They're not going to go up because we're America. We have smart people here. We have motivated people here who figure things out. And by the way, so does the rest of the world. They have plenty of motivated people, too. It's just really it's a matter of freedom, right? So wherever this cure, wherever any kind of solutions come from, the reality is is we as a society should just allow this process to happen, and we will start to heal ourselves. We will. 
The last thing we need is more state intervention. Really, I promise you that. And really, just to close it out here, this is just a general thought. If you're an investor, how does it really make any sense to bet on the end of the world, essentially, to bet on massive crises, to, to bet on nuclear winter for all intents and purposes? My whole thing is, is why not be a little bit more optimistic? And also, by not trading on the margin, by not trading money that you don't have, by not borrowing money to buy stocks, you allow yourself all the time in the world to hold and to be optimistic and allow things to play out as they generally do in America and in this world, which is growth, positive growth, progress. Again, it's not always in a straight line. In fact, it almost never is in a straight line. But over the long, over the long term, people generally solve problems. And I really believe that we're going to solve this coronavirus thing too. And again, on the other side of the trade, what if I'm wrong? What if we do have a global pandemic that kills half the population? What if there is a nuclear holocaust? Well, here's the thing. In the nuclear holocaust, in the zombie apocalypse, whatever massive thing you want to talk about, I don't think my stock portfolio is going to help me one way or the other, right? I'm not sure that the exchange is going to validate my short position when all of them have died of the flesh-eating coronavirus from hell, whatever it might be, that was dropped from the sky. I, I don't know. I'm being, being a little humorous here to just point out that, yes, there are horrible things that can happen, but if they happen, you'll probably be dead. Was that, was that, a, cheery, was that a cheery take? But no, seriously, though, think about it. Worst-case scenario, the whole world blows up. Well, guess what you won't have to worry about? The stock market. So until then, let's just be a little bit less panicky. Let's stop being, you know, just weirdos that for whatever reason, or even though we have good lives, just expecting it to all come to an end. That's sort of human nature. We're, all, we're sort of wired to look out for danger. But, you know, let's at least realize this about ourselves and take real stock of what's actually happening in the world. Listen to people like Dr. Drew. Listen, at least listen to the optimists. Because all you're going to get from NBC, ABC, all the mainstream, Fox News, it doesn't matter. They're all just going to give you panic because fear sells. I don't know why, but it does. But if you're listening to this, I'm going to encourage you not to give in to fear. And you know what? Until next time, I'm John Miller, and this has been another episode of Everybody Trades. Everybody Trades.